ready to rise above loud, angry headlines, longing for an alternative to the world's fighting and fear-mongering? Christianity Today magazine offers a trustworthy, faithful perspective on stories that matter to you, from the church next door to movements and ministries all around the world. Subscribe to CT for full access to in-depth reporting, insightful commentary, and redemptive storytelling, both online and in print. A subscription to CT also includes seasonal devotionals, special issues, and exclusive content. Visit orderct.com today or click the link in the show notes to get started and join a growing community of thoughtful evangelical Christians who value different news that makes a difference. That's orderct.com to subscribe today. This episode is brought to you in part by Richmond Graduate University. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly. Richmond Graduate University can equip you to become a licensed professional counselor, integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmond.edu. Welcome back to the Questions and Ethics Program with Russell Moore. I'm Daniel Patterson. We've got an interesting question for you today, Dr. Moore. This question comes from a parent. It says, I have a 12-year-old. All his friends have smartphones, iPads, laptops, but I've got some concerns myself. Should I get my 12-year-old a smartphone? Well, you're really uh, hitting on a sensitive area for me because this is something that just is a continual point of amazement to me. Our uh, kids, but not just uh, age 12, but even much younger, than this, uh, who have uh, iPhones and iPads and and so forth. My, My kids are among the only ones in the neighborhood who aren't walking around with uh, with smartphones. And so, I really think this is an important question because I have to reflect all the time on my gratitude to God for the fact that as a Gen Xer, I came of age right before the digital revolution. Because uh, if if I had come of age just a little bit later, I think it would have been new enough that my parents probably wouldn't have known uh, what all sorts of trouble one could get into. And if I had had access to the internet, I would have just completely destroyed myself. I mean, I know myself and I know my weaknesses enough to know that that would, would have been the case. And so I think when we're thinking about smartphones, there are a couple of things that we need to keep in mind. Uh, one of those is that you're dealing with a situation in which porn is more trafficked on the internet than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined. It is not simply that pornography is out there. It is that pornography is an industry that has every interest in using the technology to drive people toward it. So when you're just sending kids out into the, the wild, wild west of, uh, of unrestricted internet access, you really have a Proverbs 7 uh, sort of a situation of sending uh, a child into a place where there is danger that can be spiritually uh, deadly. And 
it's also true that you're you're dealing with children who are in the most vulnerable stage in that adolescent era in terms of of creating the habits that are going to be with them for the rest of their lives and also in terms of writing their sexual scripts i mean the the, the images now one of the power uh, one of the powers that pornography has is to embed images and to embed scripts that for a developing young man or young woman can last for a lifetime. And it's not just, it's not just pornography. It's also a situation where one is developing one's brain in terms of imagination and in terms of attention. I mean, just, just think about how, um, how frustrating it is, even for those of us who have given great attention in our lives to other things, to um, academics or Bible study or, or other things, uh, to be distracted by the sort of digital world where everything is immediate and everything is is constantly uh, sort of barking at you like a, a carnival barker as you're walking past it. This can have serious repercussions. And so I think when it comes to uh, smartphones, it's not so much the same thing as saying we're going to allow our child to watch television. It's more along the lines of we're going to send our child into the strip club because he or she's going to have to eventually know how to navigate not going into strip clubs uh, when the child is grown. That's, that's not a, a Christian way of seeing the nurture of children. And so I would not get a smartphone that has that has easy access to the internet on it at all. And even when you're using programs that are blocking inappropriate sites, those programs often are able to be circumvented, especially by digital natives who are typically more adept with those sorts of things than their parents are. Now, I think there are options out there. One of the things that my wife and I are looking at are uh, phones that would, uh, would have cellular service and would have a restriction on the numbers uh, being called and also on the text messaging uh, capability so that we, we have approved uh, numbers and people that are loaded in, including 911, uh, where uh, adolescents can, can call or text with their parents or with other uh, people that their parents are aware of and, and approving of without sending them over into uh, the cyber wilderness. And I mean, we also do this with, uh, for instance, an iPad. I have an iPad that when one of my sons is traveling with me, I disable the internet on it and simply load it up with games or books or, or those sorts of things that uh, I want my, my child to, to have when we're on a plane or when we're on a train or whatever we're, we're doing. There are all sorts of ways that parents can do that. And then as a child starts to get older, uh, you're, you're gradually giving more and more freedom as the child is, is showing maturity and showing responsibility. Uh, I just was told the other day about a dad who, with his sons, they are all Covenant Eyes accountability partners with one another, the dad and the sons. 
I thought that was beautiful. I mean, you have you have these these older teenage sons that the dad is treating like men, and uh, part of what it means to be a man is a moral accountability to one another. And the dad is not putting himself as kind of above this, but he's putting himself right there in the struggle with these sons and showing them what it means to be accountable. I think that's a beautiful uh, sort of uh, sort of story. But when it comes to when it comes to smartphones, I would just say Jesus tells us that even the pagans wouldn't give to their child a a snake when he asks for a fish or a uh, or a scorpion when he asks for an egg and uh, I think that we need to have that sort of wisdom. There's just too much at stake to turn a developing psyche loose with no boundaries with a technology that could psychically and spiritually cripple him or her, or or, or a future family for that matter, uh, for a lifetime and then beyond a lifetime. And technology's good. We need to be grateful and glad that we have it. But that doesn't mean that we turn our children over to the cyber wilderness. Thanks for joining the Questions and Ethics program. If you have a question you'd like Dr. Moore to answer, email it to questions at erlc.com. And we'll be back again next week to help you apply the gospel to the pressing issues of the day. 